Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Better Events Podcast. In today's episode, we are so thrilled about our topic because we are talking about our favorite books of all time. This was a really hard list to compile, and so we might have missed a few, but these are definitely some of our favorite reads or listens. We've just found a lot out of these books, whether they are personal or professional. Some of them are fiction. You know, some of them are for career or specifically for events. So there's a really nice variety here. So we encourage you to take a listen. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Logan Clements, and I'm joined by fellow co-host Mary Davidson. And before we jump into this week's topic, all about books, you know, something different than event planning, but you'll see a through line here, listeners, never fear. Mary, I'm going to kick us off with our conversation starter. Would you rather live where it's always daylight or always night? Neither. (laughs) No. If I have to choose, I would probably live somewhere where it's always daylight. That would be really challenging. Lately, I've turned into a person where like there's a bit of light in the room. I like can't fall asleep, but there's blackout curtains and things and light gives me happiness. So that's my answer. What about you? I think I'd also have to go with always daylight. I feel like that might be a very Seattle-esque answer that we're both giving where the amount of darkness that happens in the wintertime is a little depressing. So That might be why you and I are answering the same, but yes, I agree with you. I think it'd be easier to change and put blackout curtains and blackout shades and all of that to create some faux darkness than it would be to give yourselves that kind of like dopamine hit that you get from the sunshine. So I love it. Very, very Seattle-esque answer, I feel like. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Absolutely. And we are going to dive into our topic that we're excited to talk about because this one's kind of fun. It's different. And we talk about books all the time on this podcast. So we thought, why not make an episode all about our favorite books of all time? No pressure. But we are going to share just like some things that we like to read, whether it's personal or professional or, you know, events specific. We are going to go back and forth and share our list. So some of these books we'd say probably have really impacted our lives. So we hope that it's valuable to you and we're going to try to give you a variety. So hopefully anyone who's listening, this applies to you. And Mary, I know you love a good Google search, but I beat you to it. It is actually, we're going to be right ahead of, we're jumping the gun a bit, but March is National Reading Month. So this is, I know we're in February still, but hopefully this is inspiring you listeners, whether you had a New Year's resolution to maybe read some more, or again, you're just looking for a one-stop shop of all the amazing books that Mary and I keep mentioning across the the seasons of this podcast, but it is going to be some all-encompassing book recommendations, both professionally, but also a couple of fun personal ones in there. I love it. Yes. Perfect timing. So I'll just start with one and then Logan will pass it to you and we'll go back and forth. So mine are in no particular order um, and the genres are quite mixed. So I'm just going to start with one. Um, And that's the book that I'm reading right now. So I'm not done with it, admittedly, but it is truly one of like the best things I've read in a long time. And it's Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. And it's like a networking collaboration type book, but he gives a lot of really specific tips and tricks 
on how to approach people and create partnerships and collaboration in a way that it stands out to me. Like it's a, a different take on it, I think. Um, and then also like something I think that's kind of cool is I met Keith without knowing who he was at an event. And afterward, I realized he was our keynote speaker after I talked to him. And this is why you create a Facebook of people's faces at events. Um, but I did not do that in this case. And so I realized it was him after he was super nice. And what we actually connected on was like an issue, but he was super nice. And so from that, I was like, he seems like a cool person. Then I looked him up after his keynote, realized he had some books, started reading them. And so maybe that just makes it a little bit cooler for me personally, since I've met him, but it's a great book. So I'd recommend it. Love it. I'm adding it to our book club list as a, as a recommended read, Mary. Uh, my first one, again, I feel like when Mary had this idea for this topic, I was like, oh my gosh, how can I pick my top 10 of all? So you're going to see I bent the rules a little bit. And like Mary, not in any particular order, but I'm going to go with the most obvious one. If you've listened to this podcast, if you went to the Better Events Conference, you know, I'm going to mention it. Profit first. <laughs> I actually just picked it up again from the library. So this is speaking of how good it is that I'm rereading it because a uh, friend of the pod and uh, beyond the BEO podcast host, Shannon Doa, pointed out to me on Mary's Event Pros on the Go Retreat back in January that I might need to refresh my memory about some of the strategies that were in the book because I was talking about some challenges I'm having with cash flow. I read this book back in 2020. It like revolutionized how I organize my company finances and has impacted my personal finances as well, all in good ways. And uh, she'd highlighted a couple things I think I've forgotten. So I'm actually going to go reread to see if maybe at a second reading, this book is going to help me, again, continue to fine tune my financial processes. So profit first, highly recommend, especially if you're a business owner, self-employed or freelance. But I also think if you work full time, it's a really interesting way to think about how you pay yourself, where that goes and injecting a little bit of fun and joy into that process. I am so happy that you mentioned this book. I would expect nothing less. Thank you, Logan. <laughs> Sponsored by Profit First. Yeah, we're <laughs> still really. waiting for that sponsorship to hit, but you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> My next favorite book is one that we have mentioned here. It was part of the Better Events Conference schedule. And then uh, we read it in book club and maybe somewhere else. I don't know. I mention it all the time. But that is Treating People Well. And this is the book that I've described before, but it is um, two previous social secretaries under two different presidencies. So they come together, I think, offer an interesting perspective. Um, it's really about treating people well, like their teams and people they work with, but social secretaries plan events. And so it's extremely applicable to the event industry. I have learned that I really love like real people's stories. Like I learn a lot just from storytelling. And so I really like this book. So that's my next favorite book of all time. Also a great one. Yes. And I read that because you recommended it, Mary. And I can I can endorse that as a good read. My next one I would recommend is The 4-Hour work, work Week by Tim Ferriss. I feel like I've mentioned it here on the podcast, but uh, the other one, Profit First, changed how I think about my finances. 4-Hour Work Week changed how I think about my time. Uh, I do not work a 4-Hour Work Week, so don't expect by reading that book it's going to help you figure that out. For some people in some businesses, you totally could make it as aggressive as Tim has with his business. But for me, it really challenged this idea that we all like to be busy and it's a sign of status if we're talking about how busy we are. And he just talks about different ways to structure your week. And I think it really builds on some theme themes that we talk about here in the podcast. Also, if you went to the conference and listened to Juliet Tripp's um, CEO Day workshop, there's a lot of overlap with some of the current 
kind of trends that people are talking about with managing your time. So four hour work week, it's just very interesting to, to think about how we can all work a little bit less, but not necessarily sacrifice our quality of living. Awesome. Thank you. My next one is uh, set boundaries, find peace. And we've both read this, I think, right? Yes, we've definitely talked about it before. And then if you want to be super extra, there is a workbook that goes along or after it. Like you can do it at any time. There's also a workbook. (laughs) And I have both. Um, When I really like a book, like usually I'll listen to audiobooks, but if I really like it, I'll buy the book because I know I'm going to want to read it again. And so I bought this one and about the workbook and I just think it's great. And it is a, I don't know how you would explain it, Logan, maybe you can help me out, but it, it helps you set boundaries, helps you learn how to set boundaries, which the yeah. goal is to lead to peace. And whether that's in your life or professionally, it's so applicable. Like I learned so much. Yeah. I feel like that book covered everything from career to personal to family, romantic, like any kind of relationship. It was that was another one I think we read with our event pros book club just to plug nice that. Yeah. Um, and I know, yeah, I think it was just a really good one. And especially events, I feel like are so service oriented that our boundaries either don't ever get set or just continually get pushed or blurred. And that I loved that book as well as like a good reminder of some things. Maybe you already know them, but you just need to hear them again, packaged in a very consumable way by, I think Nedra is technically a licensed therapist. I think so. Yeah. The author. So yeah, it's an interesting, lots of anecdotes. Um, that's a great one, Mary. My next one, and I feel like because I accidentally saw a clip of your list, you have it on there too, is Harry Potter. <laughs> Absolutely. Have yep. to mention it. I'm not, I'm not gonna name a favorite of the Harry Potter series, but that is in my favorite books of all time. I credit Harry Potter with why I love reading. It is a big, I think I always make fun of myself that I don't have hobbies, but I have realized compared to most people, I read a lot. And so reading is a hobby. It's something I take joy in. And Harry Potter is what, as a kid, got me into it and got me excited, looking forward to book releases, all that good stuff, and just getting really engrossed in a story. So Harry Potter, if you haven't read it yet, you should. Absolutely. I love Harry Potter so much. My favorite way to consume it is uh, with Jim Dale's audiobook recordings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my fun fact is I never, I've only read the Harry Potter books once, but I've listened to the audiobook way too many times. That's how I fell asleep as a kid, was after I read the books, I would listen to the books on on tape, then CD. (laughs) As I got older, my sister and I, as we fell asleep. So we love those. That's great memories. I think it's time to read them again. I've been thinking that lately. So you've just solidified it. There you go. go. 2024, Mary's going to reread the entire Harry Potter series. No, 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 no. <laughs> One a year, maybe if I'm lucky. There you go. Okay, she's gonna re reread Sorcerer's Stone the first yeah. year. <laughs> manageable. Yes. Awesome. Well, that was one of mine. So I'm glad we just knocked that out. I'll go with another like fiction one. I really love the Lunar Chronicles. It is like a young adult like book, and it's something though that I've like always loved, no matter what age I've been. And I re-listened to them and read them um the last couple of years, and it still is like really good. They're basically like a twist on fairy tales, but in a in a way that I really like. So, and I also really like the audiobooks of those. They're by Marissa Meyer, and I like any Marissa Meyer books. They're just nice little young adult romantic fictions. So that's go. one that I love as well. Love it. Yeah. So here's where I'm going to break your rules, Mary. I feel like she said I couldn't pick a genre, <laughs> but I got to pick. Just honestly, I'll list specifics, but. 
I love mysteries and similar. If I mentioned Harry Potter, I I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Nancy Drew. I don't know why, but at some point when I was in elementary school, I decided I was going to read all of the Nancy Drew books, which is uh, 52 of them. And I was going to read them in order. They are numbered one through 52. And I succeeded in doing this as a kid. And it was a big hunt for certain numbers that were hard to find. Um, but Nancy Drew is what got me into mysteries. And then as I've gotten older, I've read Agatha Christie. I went through a bunch of her originals. And then um, to tie into Harry Potter, there's Robert Galbraith, which fun fact is J.K. Rowling's pen name for a mystery series that she writes. So those are really good. And then more recently, I got into Joe Nesbo, who's a Norwegian author, and he writes some really good thrillers, mysteries. And then my cozy-ish one is Richard Osman's Thursday Murder Club series, which is about four friends from a retirement club that one of them's a former assassin and they solve mysteries together, but they're in their like 80s. It's like Golden Girls, but mystery style. So I got to say mysteries, but those are tangible examples. I couldn't pick one. It was too hard. There's I have a new new one I love every year. That was like approximately the 95 books in one recommendation. <laughs> I said I was going to break it. I was going to break your break your rule, Mary. <laughs> That's okay. Awesome. Um, I'll go with another fiction one. I'll just knock these out. Another one of mine. Actually, this is, do you consider historical fiction, I suppose? The Hiding Place? Or is that based on a true story? <laughs> I don't know. I have not uh, heard of this. The Hiding Place um, by Corey Ten Boom is like an Auschwitz story, but I really like it. I reread it recently last year um, as part of a book club I do with my family, and I surprisingly like was really sucked into it. So it's a great story. Um, I feel like any book about that is usually like fairly interesting, and it, it really is. I really love it. We have a very eclectic mix for here for you listeners. Uh, my next one that I would add is, is a book, just a book. Uh, is 10% Happier by Dan Harris. I love this book is all about meditation. He is a news anchor that had a panic attack on live TV and that then took him to on a journey to discover meditation. And he's, uh, I think he has another book that was like fidgety meditation for fidgety skeptics. But his whole idea is he's not trying to help you get to enlightenment. It's more, can you make yourself 10% happier with meditation and doing different kind of mental exercises. And so I love this book. It was really great. It's meditation, but less intimidating. He has an app and a podcast to go along with it if you're really into it. Um, but they literally have meditations meant for standing in line, for walking through your neighborhood, for all of these different things that you could be doing, but you could actually meditate while you're doing them. Um, so 10% Happier by Dan Harris. I am adding that to my library list right now. So <laughs> multitasking, that sounds great. Another one that I really like is Two Second Lean. This is a pretty niche book. Most people probably haven't heard of it, um, but it is a business. How would I describe it? It's definitely a business book about how to run a lean business. It's by someone who creates like products. So it's a lot of product based businesses that like follow this rule of two, two second lean. It's like a business lifestyle, if you will. Um, but it's about having everything really like organized in a way that you make your process efficient and I think it could apply to any business and even we've gone like really extra in my house and I've started doing it like in our closets it's like organization it's like Marie Kondo on on steroids so <laughs> it's a little bit different um so the book's two second lean you can listen to it on an app for free but you like can't get it in your normal library and if you're into that type of thing you might really enjoy it very cool. That's an interesting one. We'll add again, listeners, we didn't say already, we'll add all these names, of these books in your show notes so you can purchase them yourself from your local bookstore. 
or order them online or your library is a big resource that both Mary and I love for getting some of these books. Um, my next book that I would recommend is The Defining Decade. This was all about why your 20s matter and how to make the most of them. Full disclosure, I am no longer in my 20s, but this is a book that my mom actually bought for me while I was in college. And I feel like I rolled my eyes at this title and then I read the book and then I proceeded to buy it for all of my friends as their graduation gift <laughs> when we graduated from college because it was such a good, uh, uh, just again, it's written by a psychologist, ironically from UVA, University of Virginia, where I went, but uh, it just is a really good framing for what I think a lot of people think were your 20s. Not that they don't matter, but you're, it gives you kind of some direction or some figuring out connections between what you're going to go through in your 20s. And I loved it. I think I reread it while I was in my 20s. So if you listener or you know of anyone in your 20, in their 20s or even their late teens, this is just a really good book. Again, very digestible. There's some science involved, but it's definitely more anecdotes of talking through, you know, real life scenarios that you're going to face in your 20s and how to navigate them. You said you got that from your mom? I did. Shout out to Stacy. Great gift that has been <laughs> given time and time again. That's awesome. My next book is Feeling Good. Then it's the new mood therapy is like the tagline. And this is actually a pretty popular book. So some of you may have heard about it. Um, but it's by David Burns. And it's been out for a really long time. But it's basically like one of the books that made cognitive behavioral therapy popular. And it's just kind of like a walkthrough of that. And so that's one of the books that I started listening to an audiobook, but I was like, I got to buy this one because there's just like lots of really good tips and tricks in there for life, um, especially from that standpoint. And I really liked that. So that's been a book that's been impactful to me. My next one, I would say, is The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. This is a fiction book. This is a little bit of fantasy. It's about a magical island where there's a house with all these folks with different abilities and things and a, a you know, very boring man comes to visit and see what's happening and chaos ensues. It is heartwarming. It is a little bit of fantasy, not a mystery or a thriller, but it does kind of keep you wondering what's going on there. Um, but TJ Klune is an author that has consistently made me cry in that book and another book in good ways, but just really made you feel. So if you're looking for a really good fiction book, um, this is another book that I read and I have consistently given this to several people in my life because it's just, it's really good. I feel like I'm learning that you give books as gifts. <laughs> I do. I, I read. Mean, this is where I discover I read a lot because it's easier for me to be like, well, I like this and I think you'd like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that's great. My next one is called The First Time Manager. I've mentioned it on here once before, I think, but I started reading it before I hired my first employee and it was great. I want, I like reference it a lot and it is a book full of tips and tricks for somebody who manages people like, and that is what I needed at the time. That's what I still need. It's great reminders, things that, that were applicable then, um, and then could be applicable in the future. Like it really takes you through the journey of management. And so that one is just like, it felt like a, like a workbook. Like it was like that good, but also really interesting. Like it was written in an interesting way. So that you've put that on my reading list in the past. I still probably should read it. Even if you don't have any full-time employees, I feel like that's helpful as an yeah. event person because you have to manage so many Team. people. At, yeah. Teams yeah. and like such short stints. Um, my next one, I think Mary, we're getting to the, towards the end here. This is my third to last I have on my list um, is when breath becomes air by Paul Kalanithi. 
It's a memoir by a neurosurgeon who gets diagnosed with lung cancer. And it, again, my last recommendation got me in my feelings. This one also got me in my feelings. But um, it's just talking about his life and like what makes your life worth living when you have some a diagnosis like this. And it is just a really good book. It was one, again, that just gets you thinking and, and not in a business sense, not in a mystery sense. Um, I, I definitely, I read this now, I don't even know how many years ago, but it definitely still sticks with me and it's made my my bookshelf of books that I keep. So when breath becomes air. Amazing. My next one is my last one. So you can hit us with your two more after this, Logan. And that is, I'm ending the way that I started. So um, the book is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, which I also think we've read for book club. Um, and the way, the reason I'm ending the way I started is because I've also met Chris at an event. I was working book signings and he was one of the authors we were talking and he was a very smart man. And most of our conversation went above my head, but, <laughs> but once again, it was cool. And then when I read his book, I just all kind of came together with like the person that I met and the personality that comes out in the book. But he was a former FBI agent. It's been a while since I've read this and it's all about negotiation. And so those things have really stuck out to me, like in many circumstances. It's a book where I do feel like I need to like reread to like catch up on all the tips, but it um, has served me really well so far. And I thought it was a good book. Oh, gosh, that's a great one, Mary. Yeah, I just I think I referenced that to somebody in email last week, a freelancer asking me about rates. So, again, it's a good one. It's got negotiating, but I feel like there's been some good stuff, especially if you're advocating for yourself with a raise or rates with a client. There's some good stuff in there. Um, my last two, my uh, second to last one, I'd say is a, a another non or a fiction book, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Mary, you'd mentioned you had an author that you loved anything by. V.E. Schwab is somebody that I've found. I love most of her, um, I mean, almost everything that she writes. And The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue is the idea that Addie is a character that um, she, no one remembers her. That's her, her thing in life forever. It's, there's some again, fantasy involved in this, but that no one can remember her and what it's like to live a life like that where no one remembers you, especially if you walk away, come back, and they still don't remember you. Um, it is a really interesting book. Really enjoyed it. Again, a little bit of fantasy in there. So to get you out of your business mindset, uh, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And then my last one, Mary, I've definitely mentioned this to you because I feel like I've quoted this one to a bunch of people, is Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia uh, Nayoski. This one I got recommended by, I can't now remember who recommended it to me. It might've been a mentor. It might've been somebody else. Uh, but this one is a really interesting book all about burnout, but not just talking about like, oh, you should burn out less, but actually going through the like science behind burnout and how it manifests in your body and ways that you can deal with the like physical burnout, the psychological burnout. And then it also talks about preventative strategies. And this has been something when I really burnt out in 2021, I felt like reading this book, it was like an aha moment for me. And then I've definitely thought of it as I've had more stressful seasons in my life going back to this book uh, to remind myself. So that's just a good one. If you're looking for balance, whether you're in burnout, you've experienced burnout in the past, or you just want to avoid burnout, I feel like that book is a really good one to add to your list this year. Yeah, I started reading that one because you recommended it. And I never finished books in time, like when I rent them from the library and they have to be returned. So I didn't finish it, <laughs> but I've read some of it and I hope to read the rest. So great call out. This was fun. Now I feel like I need to go read a book. Yeah, we should all go read a book right now, listeners. Stop listening yeah. to podcasts. 
go read books. <laughs> not yet. We're almost done with the episode. You can put down your headphones once we're done with this episode. <laughs> once we're done with the episode, because we have to end like we always end, which is with our bonus tip. And Logan has that today. Yes. Uh, the bonus tip this week is that we all know rehearsals are essential for any live event, whether it's virtual or in person. If you didn't know that, that's a bonus bonus tip. But you want to make sure that you include the actual speakers or people involved in your rehearsal so that everyone is on the same page. This came out of an experience I had where we had stand-ins and we never got a chance to work with the actual people. And we had some things clunkily happen in the event that were like, oh, there's the reason why you need the real people to actually do that rehearsal. Um, you can definitely use those stand-ins if you need additional rehearsal time. Like when I do tech rehearsals, myself or Mary might stand in where a speaker would stand so we can get the lighting and the audio right. But there's nothing like the power of actually running through it with the actual folks. So don't forget to run through it with your real people during your rehearsals so that your speakers and everybody knows what's going on, where to get on stage, where to get off. And everybody just runs like clockwork during your actual event. Great bonus tip. I needed to hear that. I know that this is something we know and we've learned, but sometimes it's like really easy just to like not do this. So it's a great reminder. It'll bite you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for the bonus tip and thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn at Better Events Pod. You can check out our website at bettereventspod.com. You can connect with us on LinkedIn directly. Logan and I love to hear from you. So definitely encourage that. And you can also send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com. And that should be it for today. So thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes with the list of these books. And we will be back with you again next Wednesday. Thank you.